I mean, really, church, the buck just stops right here. I mean, that's just, it, we're going to make it really, really plain tonight. And so he cannot deny himself. I'm going to tell you what that, that verse means tonight. And so you may be seated and let me have a word of prayer. And, uh, and we're going to get right into it tonight. Let's pray together. Father, we love you. And thank you for the privilege to be back at Calvary uh, today. And my soul, what, uh, what a service tonight. Lord, thank you for the tremendous music and Lord, how it is already, I don't know about anybody else, but Lord, it has so softened my heart. And Lord, I, I, I really feel like, Lord, that it has, it has paved the way for you to, to minister to me spiritually. And I pray it has to others as well. Lord, thank you for, for ministering through our musicians and our singers. And it's been incredible tonight. We just thank you for that. Lord, I pray now that you'll uh, knit our hearts together as we take a few moments as we close this service. And Lord, I pray that we'll learn. Uh, I, I pray that we'll learn a great truth, and I pray that it will uh, that it'll stay with us for a long, long time. I pray, Lord, I do pray for the power of the Holy Spirit. And uh, Lord, because as I said this morning, I can't reach into the heart. I can't. I, I'm just the pastor. I'm the under shepherd. That's all that I am. Lord, I can't reach into the heart, but your word can. And so, Lord, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you'll do that, that eternal work and that supernatural work that only you can do. And I pray that Jesus Christ, the Savior, the resurrected Savior, I pray that he will receive the glory and the praise for all that's done. And, Lord, as we close this prayer, as we did this morning, if there may be one under the sound of my voice, that does not know Jesus Christ as personal Savior, I pray tonight will be the night. Lord, tonight, March the 28th, 2021, I pray tonight will be the night they give their heart to Jesus. And so, Lord, please come now and help us. We love you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. And we ask these things in Jesus' name and for his sake, amen. Look back at 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse number 13. The Bible says, if we believe not, yet... He abideth faithful. He cannot deny himself. Well, like a lot of preachers, uh, in studying uh, the Bible, uh, I use a lot of different tools. I use my Strong's Concordance. I use a lot of commentaries. I like what Jameson Fawcett Brown commentary says about this verse that we just read in verse 13. They went on to say this, that comfort is suggested to believers that he is faithful to his promises to them. And I believe that. I, I, I can say amen to that. I believe, I believe their own course with that. Uh, and so I'm gonna, I want to say that again. So uh, concerning verse 13, if we believe not, yet he abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself. Comfort is suggested to believers that he is faithful to his promises to them. But listen to this. At the same time that apostates are shaken out of their self-deceiving fancy that because they change, Christ similarly, uh, uh, similarly may change. A warning to Timothy to be steadfast in the faith. Let me tell you, and I'll explain that here in just a moment. Let me explain what the word deny means there in verse number 13. The word deny means to contradict. 
It means to disavow or to disregard his own interest or to prove false to himself. And basically what the Holy Spirit is saying there in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse number 13 is this, that God will never disregard, he will never disavow what he has spoken in his word. That's what he's saying. God, God is saying, I will never disregard, I will never contradict what I have spoken in my word. Now, someone says, well, I know, but I don't believe that anymore. Well, if we believe not, yet he abideth faithful. He cannot deny himself. Someone may say, well, I'm not willing to live according to that standard anymore. Okay, if we believe not, yet he abideth faithful. He cannot deny himself. Someone says, but, 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 but Brother Pope, that's, 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 that's old-fashioned, and, and I think that we need to, I think that churches need to progress, and I think that pastors need to progress, and I think that Christians need to progress, uh, and I, I really can't accept that because, because it's old-fashioned. Okay, but the Bible says, if we believe not, yet he abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself. Someone says, but wait a minute, Pastor, um, I'm attending college, and don't you know that we live in a relative society? Don't you know that there's no absolutes? Don't you know that there's no rights and there's no wrongs? Don't you know that what's right for you may not be right for someone else, and what's wrong for you may not be wrong for someone else? Okay, uh, but if we believe not, yet he abideth faithful. Amen. He cannot deny himself. Someone say, preacher, but I'm, I'm confused. I'm confused about what to believe. All right, but if we believe not, yet he abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself. Listen, just because you're confused or just because you don't believe it or just because you think we're living in a different culture does not change anything. Because God says, I will not deny myself. I'm not going to deny my word. Now, here's where we are. Here's where we are today in 2021. The world has arrived at this conclusion that since they have changed, that Christ has changed as well. Now, that's where we are. But if we believe not, yet he abideth faithful. He cannot deny himself. Well, there's a new catchphrase nowadays. You've heard it. It's called cancel culture. We're living in the new. We're living in the new cancel culture. Society's changing. Our generation is changing. Our nation is changing. And, and, and because of it, uh, Christians are expected to change and churches are expected to change along with society. And if you refuse to change with society and march to the beat of their drum, well, we're just gonna cancel you. We'll fix you. We'll just cancel you. If we don't like what you're preaching on social media, we'll cancel you. If we don't like what you're preaching on the radio, we'll cancel you. But Paul's message to Timothy is this. You can cancel anyone you want to cancel. But God will not deny himself. And the change that we're seeing take place in our nation is happening not only in politics and it's happening not only in our culture, but sad to say it's happening in the church. And I know the church, the church says, well, you know what? We're not, we're not where the world is. And, and, and they're right about that to a, a certain degree. Hey, 
Mike, can I use you just a minute? Brother David, can I use you just a minute? Come up here on the platform, if you would. And I want to try to show you tonight sort of where we are in this generation as far as the church is concerned. Mike, you come over here uh, on, uh, just come right here, if you will, on this side of the rug. And Brother David, you're right here, if you will. And so, I'll tell you what, in fact, just come a little closer. Come a little closer. So, we're going to let Brother Mike, we're going to let Brother Mike uh, illustrate the world. Brother Mike is the world tonight. He's the lost world. Now, how many know this, that the world does what the world does? And the world, uh, before you get real connected to the world, there's something you need to understand, that the world is always changing. They're always changing. And the world is always progressively moving to the left. And so uh, what they believed 50 years ago, they don't believe today. What they believed 20 years ago, they don't believe today. And so now they're saying that, you know, what was wrong for grandpa's not wrong for you. And so, so the world progressively, uh, progressively moves to the left. Little by little, they move. Sometimes it's uh, slowly, and then sometimes it's getting quicker and quicker and quicker. They're moving to the left and moving to the left, and uh, no longer center. But now, and now we're seeing that we're seeing that that leftist mentality, that leftist philosophy, that uh, that that uh, the, the the teachings and the things that our kids are hearing in the public schools now uh, is just absolutely crazy. Now, why why is that? I'll tell you why. Because the world does what the world does, and the world progressively moves to the left. That's what the world does. Now, here's the problem: the church over here, the church in 2021 says, "Well, we're not." Uh, we're, come back over here, Brother Mike, if you will. The, the church says, well, you know what? We're not where the world is. But here's the problem. The world moves to the left, and unfortunately, a lot of churches are moving to the left. And then the, church, the, the world, the lost world, moves to the left, and all of a sudden, the church moves to the left, and so the church says, see there, we're not where the world is. That's true. But I want you to understand something. You're where the world was. Amen. And so, so churches who used to believe something, churches that used to have conviction, used to have some standards, all of a sudden we're seeing those standards go down the drain. We're seeing things change. We're seeing doctrines change. We're seeing Bibles change. We're seeing music change. We're seeing all kinds of things take place. And the reason for that is is because the church is progressively moving along with the world. Now, this is what I want to say to Calvary Baptist Church. Man, just hang in where you are and stay with the stuff and stay with the Word of God and let's keep on preaching Jesus and let's keep on exalting the Savior. And man, let's just, let's just stay in the fight until Jesus comes again. Thank you, Brother Mike. Thank you, Brother David. I, I appreciate that very, very much. And so the world has arrived at the conclusion that since they've changed, that Christ has changed as well. By the way, uh, by the way, interesting, interesting that only two verses later, we were, our, our text is verse 13, only two verses later, we find the apostle Paul challenging the church to study God's word. And so God reminds us that, you know what, if you believe not, I'm faithful. I will not deny myself. And then two verses later, we find that famous admonition that says this, study 
to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Now, why does it say that? And I'll tell you why. Because God is saying this, you better know, you better know what I believe because I am not going to change. It's exactly what God is saying. And somebody says, well, you know what? We really don't know what to believe. Yes, we do. We have it in black and white right here. And so that's why God comes and God says, study this book, study this word. And I want you to know what my opinion is. I want you to know what my standard is. I want you to know what the fundamentals are. And God said, I want you to understand because I promise you, you may change, the pastor may change, the church may change, the world may change, but God says this, I am not going to change. Malachi chapter three, verse number six The Lord reminds us, I am the Lord, I change not. James chapter one, verse number 17, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father lights with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. With whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. It's the idea of the changing of the seasons, uh, the rotation of the planets, uh, that's what he's talking about there. And God said, I don't do that. I don't change seasons like, uh, like, like the seasons of the earth. I don't rotate like the planets do. God's saying, I'm in the same place I've always been. I believe now what I've always believed. And by the way, 10 million years from today, I'm still gonna believe what I believe right now. I haven't changed. Somebody says, well, I don't believe that anymore. It doesn't matter. God said, I'm faithful. I'm not gonna deny myself. Someone says, well, preacher, I know, but I don't like that kind of preaching. It doesn't matter. God said, I'm not going to to deny myself. And so I want to, just for a moment tonight, I want to tell you some things that God has not changed his mind on. I'll just give you three and we'll, we're going to baptize and we'll let you go. Some things that God has not changed his mind on. Number one, God has not changed his mind on the means of salvation. Now, Maybe some of you can answer this for me after the service. Why is it that it seems like all the famous people all of a sudden are becoming experts on God? Have y'all noticed that? All the celebrities, for, uh, you know, all of a sudden, for some reason, all of, all of the celebrities uh, are feeling led to come out and start teaching the world about the Lord and about salvation. And boy, they've got some great, they've really got some amazing thoughts. For instance, Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey, the uh, host of Family Feud. Steve Harvey recently came out and, and submitted a religious, uh, a religious article. Church, I don't want to get bogged down here and I don't want to chase this rabbit. But I've been, I've been within here to Brother Mike of Steve Harvey. And I'm going to tell you something. He is the most, as far as I know, in my entire life, he is the most vile man I've ever been in the presence of. I'm not exaggerating. If you don't believe it, ask my wife. You can ask my daughter. I mean, one of the most vile, one of the most vile, (laughs) I cannot even explain to you how bad it was. I mean, honestly, honestly, just it would if it would blow your mind, and all of a sudden Steve Harvey, he's an expert on religion, and so Steve Harvey recently recently made news. He took his family on a tour to the Middle East and uh, and specifically Muslim countries, 
And uh, later in an interview, and this was the title of the interview, How Steve Harvey Prays. He went on to say this, quote, there's no one way to heaven. There's no one way to paradise. It's like television, he said. Now there's over 800 channels on cable and they're all pretty entertaining. So I'm pretty sure that to get to heaven, there's got to be more than one route because somebody watching another channel or taking another channel than you, they're still getting entertained and they're probably still getting to heaven. Now, in case you're wondering what that is, in Union Grove terms, that's hogwash. That's what that is right there. That's what that is. You've had to be at Bible college to understand big words like that. But uh, now don't get mad at me. Don't get mad. By the way, I, I'm not the one that said it. They put it out there themselves. Oprah Winfrey. I guess probably one of the most, probably one of the most famous talk show host that's ever, that's ever lived. And all of a sudden, Oprah is an expert on religion and God and heaven. And so Oprah Winfrey recently came out and she said this, there are millions of ways to be a human being and many paths to what you call God. And I'm quoting her. She said, well, I'm a Christian who believes that there are certainly many more paths to God other than Christianity. She went on to say this. She said that God is a feeling experience and not a believing experience. If your religion is a believing experience, then that's not truly God. Everybody ready? Can I tell you what that is? That is bold face heresy. That's what that is. We might as well not beat around the bush tonight. You say, Pastor, boy, I don't like that and I can't help whether you like it or not tonight. And I want to say this in kindness and meekness tonight, but I'm just telling you, one of the worst things you'd ever do is listen to that kind of teaching. One of the worst things you'll ever do is listen to that kind of message. Uh, uh, many ways to heaven. And uh, now the world looks on and the world says, well, wait a minute now, wait a minute now. Evidently, since, uh, since Steve Harvey has changed his mind, uh, you know what? I bet God changed his mind. And, 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 and probably, preacher, since Oprah has changed her mind, I, I, I feel sure that God has changed his mind. But wait a minute. If we believe not yet, he abideth faithful. He cannot deny himself. I want you to understand something tonight, that there is one way to heaven, and his name is Jesus Christ. There's no other way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. And that definite article messes a lot of people up. Jesus said, I'm not one of the ways. I'm not one of the paths. I'm not one of the doors. Jesus said, I'm the only way that you're ever going to get in. If you ever see the Father, it'll be through me. It'll be through Jesus Christ. And by the way, anybody that comes up any other way is a thief and a robber and you'll never make it in. Listen, there is one way to heaven and it's Jesus. He is the only way. Acts chapter four, verse number 12, neither is there salvation in any other for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. So much I can say right here. For instance, 
Have you ever wondered about this? Have you ever, have you ever wondered why, why was it that the Old Testament saints, when they died, didn't go to heaven? Well, you say, preacher, they went to heaven. No, they didn't. They went to paradise. And you, you don't take my word for it. I, I, in fact, I encourage you to go out and study it for yourself. Don't just go out here and take it at face value. Go out and study it yourself. Did you know the Bible tells us in Luke chapter 16 that there was a beggar and a rich man? The rich man was lost without Christ. The beggar was a righteous man. And the Bible says that that beggar, when that beggar died, the Bible does not say he went to heaven. It says he went to Abraham's bosom. You say, what is Abraham's bosom, preacher? Well, uh, in, in that day, there, uh, hail consisted of two different parts. We also know that by Luke chapter 16. Uh, there was the Hades part of hell where there was suffering and torment and fire. And then there was the paradise section of hell. Uh, the rich man said I, there was a great gulf fix and he, he looked across that gulf and there was the, rich, there was the uh, beggar and Abraham. Uh, and, uh, and, and the Bible says that gulf was so great that it could not be, it could not be crossed. Uh, and so those that were righteous, those in the Old Testament that by faith looked ahead to God sending his sacrifice into the earth, uh, you know what? They were saved by looking ahead uh, in faith that God is going to send his, his Savior and that's how they were saved. By the way, we're saved by looking back. They were saved by looking ahead. We're saved by looking back and saying, you know what? He came, he died, he was buried, he rose again. They were saved by looking ahead and saying, he's not come yet, but he's gonna, go, he's gonna come. God said he's gonna come and so by faith they were declared righteous and they were placed into paradise. Somebody says, well, preacher, why didn't they go to heaven? And here's the reason. Nobody goes to heaven apart from the blood of Jesus Christ. Nobody does. Not even Moses. Not even, uh, not even Elijah. Not, not, not Jeremiah. Nobody goes to heaven apart from the blood of Christ. But wait a minute. The Bible says, sure enough, God sent his son and Jesus came and he went to Calvary's hill and there they put nails in his hands and nails in his feet and he bled and he suffered and he died and he paid the, he paid the price for your sin and he paid the price for my sin. And by the way, they, they, they put him in a grave and three days later, he came out of that grave and the Bible teaches us that Jesus, our great high priest, took his own blood uh, to heaven, to the mercy seat and he sprinkled that blood, his own blood on the mercy seat and made a way that you and I could be saved. And then the Bible says this, that same Jesus that ascended, descended into the lower parts of the earth and he got Moses and he got Elijah and he got, to, he got Joshua and he got all those Old Testament saints and he said, hey, happy, happy day when Jesus washed your sins away and he took those people to heaven. Now, wait a minute now. You say, Pastor, I have never heard that in my entire life. Well, then you need to read Ephesians tonight. But now my, my point tonight is this. The means of salvation have never changed. And by the way, they're not going to change. And so just because there are famous people that say this and say that, by the way, just because there are preachers that say this or say that, doesn't mean God has changed. God said, you know, God said this. God said, if we believe not, he is faithful. He cannot deny himself. Wait a minute now. Not only the means of salvation 
But number two, God has not changed his mind on the morality of man. How many know tonight that sin is still sin in the eyes of God? Now, we've changed everything today in 2021. We've changed all the names to protect the people. We're not sinners anymore. We're just naughty. And, uh, and uh, we've made sin politically correct. It's true. Uh, for instance, it's no longer murder. It's abortion. And it's no longer adultery. It's just living together. And it's no longer fornication. It's just, you know, it's just a justifiable gratification. It's no longer pornography. It's free speech. And it's art. It's no longer being a drunkard. It's alcoholism and it's a sickness. It's a sickness. It's the only sickness I know that they bottle and sell and tax, make money off of. It's no longer being a junkie or a drug addict, but it's substance abuse. We don't have any prisoners in the prisons anymore. It's all inmates. It's not homosexuality. It's living with a domestic partner. Now, again, this is, this is what the Lord is saying. If we believe not, yet he abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself. Sam Jones, the old Methodist preacher, was preaching one night. Boy, he was preaching. I mean, he was preaching. He's telling it like it was. And after the service, he came out the back of the meeting and they said that a lady met him out the back of the meeting and she confronted him and she said, Mr. Jones, she said, you were a petting the cat in the wrong direction tonight. And Sam Jones says, sister, you better turn that cat around because I ain't changing. And that's the truth, isn't it? Boy, we just need to get back to preaching on sin again. We were a lot better off when we were. I mean, really, we really were. A lot less homes were breaking up. A lot less marriages were breaking up. A lot less churches were breaking up when we were just preaching it straight and preaching, amen, and just preaching honest. You know what I'm saying? I thought about that, that story about, you know, the, 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 the preacher had went to a church and as the pastor. He was just getting started and, and he was a good guy and he was doctrinally sound and, and then he just went in there and started preaching. I mean, he started preaching and he started preaching pretty hard on sin and uh, boy, after several services, some of the men called a meeting and they said, preacher said, Listen, we need you to come in. We got to meet with you. And, and so sure enough, he went and they met and, uh, and, and they said, you know, uh, preacher, we're, we're, we're glad you're here and everything. But said, listen, man, you got to let up. You got to let up on sin and, and uh, don't preach so boldly. And you, you've got to quit calling it by name. And, uh, and that preacher, while he was having that meeting, he looked up over those, uh, those men and up on the top shelf, there was, a, there was a bottle. And on that bottle, there was a skull and crossbones and it said poison. And he reached up and he got that bottle and he said, men, he said, you know what you're asking me to do? He said, it'd be like me taking this label that says poison and taking that label off and putting another label on there that says peppermint or essence of peppermint. He said, you know what? That could be absolutely disastrous to someone. And I'm telling us that if we stop preaching on sin in America, and we have in a lot of, a lot of times, a lot of places, it is going to become disastrous in America. Now why? I'll tell you why. Because God has not changed his mind on the morality of man. Now, culture's changed. Generation has changed. America has changed. The world has changed. And unfortunately, a lot of churches have changed. And by the way, you'll never find a more loving church than the Calvary Baptist Church of Union Grove. I'll promise you that. But I'm, I'm, but I'm gonna tell you something. We're gonna preach it straight on sin now. And why, pastor? 
Because God's mind has not changed. God's mind has not changed on the means of salvation. God's mind has not changed on the morality, man. But let's bring this thing to a close tonight. I love this one. God's mind has not changed on the mercy of the Lord. Psalm 103 verse 17 says it like this, but the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him and his righteousness unto children's children. Lamentations chapter three verse 22 says it like this. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Can I, can I just remind us tonight, you know what's so great about the Lord is this, that if you would be willing to turn to God tonight, did you know there's a God that's willing to extend mercy to you? You say, Pastor, not me. You don't know where I am. It doesn't matter where you are. Uh, you say, Preacher, you don't know my past. You're exactly right. I don't know your past and you don't know mine. And by the way, can I say this? Your past doesn't matter. But I, can, but I can guarantee this, I can promise you this, that if you'll turn to God in repentance, uh, just turn to him, that he's a God of mercy and he's willing to extend that mercy. Jeremiah chapter four, verse number one, if thou wilt return, O Israel, saith the Lord, return unto me, and if thou wilt put away thine abominations out of my sight, then shalt thou not remove. How about Malachi chapter three and verse number six, for I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, you sons of Jacob are not consumed. Even from the days of your fathers, ye are gone away from mine ordinances and have not kept them. Return unto me, and I will return unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. Did you know that you can never wander so far away from God that if you're willing to turn around and do an about face and admit that, you know what, you need God. I'm so glad I can tell you that God is a God of mercy and God is a God of grace. Hey, as Hannah sang it tonight, it not for grace and God will give you that mercy tonight. Maybe there's somebody tonight that needs that mercy. You thought about that old story, you know, about the king. He had all these, he had all these ships that were powered by rowing prisoners. He went on one of his ships one day and he walked down to the bottom of the ship where those men were shackled to an oar. And uh, you can imagine how it was, the stench, the sweat. And he looked at those prisoners as they rode that ship. And he, he said to them, he said, I want to ask you a question. He said, why are you here? One man spoke up and he said, King. He said, I was falsely accused. He said, I'm, I, I'm innocent. It's not true. He said, I, I, was, I was falsely accused. Another man spoke up and he said, uh, King, he said, uh, he said, I needed a better lawyer. He said, I, I think if I could have had a better lawyer represent me, I don't think I'd be here. Another spoke up and he said, the judge didn't like me. He, he had something against me and he didn't like me and that's why I'm here. That's why I'm a prisoner. And story after story after story, the king listened to him. And then it came to one man and he said, sir, why are you here? And that man looked at the king and he said, I'm here because I deserve to be. He said, I broke your law. He said, I broke your law. And because I broke your law, he said, I'm paying. I'm paying for my crime. He said, King, I deserve to be where I am. And all of a sudden, the king said, Men, men, 
What is this wicked, wicked man doing down here in the midst of all these righteous saints? He said, immediately release him and let him go. You know what that is? That's mercy. That's mercy. I read a little story this week. Well, I love this. It said that a mother once approached Napoleon seeking a pardon for her son. The emperor replied that the young man had committed certain offenses twice and justice demanded death. But I don't ask for justice, the mother explained. I plead for mercy. Napoleon said, but your son does not deserve mercy. Sir, the woman cried, it would not be mercy if he deserved it. And mercy is all I'm asking for. And that so hit the heart of Napoleon. Napoleon said, and mercy is what you're going to get. And he released that young man to his mom. Boy, I'm so glad I can tell us tonight. God hasn't changed concerning his mercy. And if you're here tonight or you're watching by way of live stream, and will you say, preacher, I've messed up. Good night. I've got so far off track. I never thought. I've had people tell me, so preacher, I never thought. I never thought I'd do what I've done. I never thought I'd stray that far away. It could be there's somebody here tonight or somebody watching and, and you've strayed a long, long ways from the Lord. Wow, I'm so glad I can tell you something. His mind has not changed concerning his mercy. And he's willing tonight to take you right back in. You say, Pastor, don't make any sense. Well, if we believe not, he abideth faithful. He cannot, he cannot deny himself. Let's pray tonight. Father, thank you for this time we've had together. And Lord, thank you for reminding us of a wonderful truth tonight. That as we see so many things changing in our world, I'm so glad we have a God that never changes. You're still that same God of power. You're still that same God of love. You're still that same God of salvation. Lord, you haven't changed. We're so thankful. Lord, you know what's really unfortunate is I do change sometimes. I do. Lord, sometimes I'm not faithful. Sometimes I don't say the things that I ought to say. Sometimes I don't witness like I ought to. Lord, I change, but I'm so glad I serve a God that never changes. Father, I pray that you'd help our young people to chart a course, to stay with the book, to stay with the Word of God. And God, I pray that through thick and thin, I pray that we'll not change to the right or to the left. I pray that we'll stay faithful. Lord, maybe there's somebody here tonight or maybe someone watching by way of live stream that's in desperate need of the mercy of God. Maybe there's someone here that thought that God was done with them, that they'd never be used again. But I'm so glad God never throws the clay away. Father, I pray tonight that you'd help them to understand that your mercy is still available. Lord, I'm asking you to work in this invitation tonight. Have your way. And all that's done, I pray, would, would honor thee. We ask these things in Jesus' name.